Welcome to Markets Now. I'm Michelle Rocco Scott Varlick, Coima Coima Varlick. The grain trade is mostly lower except for a few wheat contracts this morning over in the livestock futures. We have seen two-sided trade in both cattle and hogs already this morning. Scott, thanks for being with us. Let's talk about this cattle market. Wow, nice chart action yesterday. Yeah, exactly. And thanks for having me. We had uh, some nice breakthroughs here, um, live cattle and feeder cattle and hogs, all the livestock sectors. So um, chart action obviously looks pretty good. We were in that sideways range in the, the feeders, the live cattle for a month. And and that's OK. I think we all needed to catch a breath after how we ended last year. So um, and now the market just kind of coiled up. We were able to break out of the top side and, and do kind of a slow grind higher. And I think that's the kind of rally that, that I prefer. It seems like a little bit more of a true rally rather than some sharp, sharp blow up rallies. So it's uh, it's been able to kind of extend from that range, um, only tested the top side of that range once early on and was able to hold and um, things are moving in, a, in, in the upward direction and uh, like what I see. It's the time of year that it can do that as we etch ever so close for to spring. But we've been waiting for some of these chart signals to turn because that's what's going to entice the funds to want to say, maybe I'm interested in this market again. Right. Have some signals start to turn, moving averages cross. So, so we need those kind of signals. I like what I'm seeing. That should, you know, you look at those charts right now and, and that's kind of what you obviously see as wow we've, we've turned uh the corner here we'll see if we can uh maintain some of this rally but uh ultimately looks pretty good on the charts right now absolutely and like you said hopefully we'll start seeing the funds pile back in here some of the push has come from the big rally in the beef of course we did see a little bit of a toast up yesterday but we're still in good shape there and cash trade looks like we could be higher this week you think yeah, it's uh, it's kind of has that feel to it. We've got just a little bit of start in the south at some 174 on some some lower numbers, but it kind of feels like these front months are kind of trying to lead uh, a little bit, and that's kind of your last sign of uh, of real strength is seeing a bull spread want to actually take over in the market. So mm -hmm. it it just has that feel that the February the April contracts want to push higher because they're feeling better about the cash market, um, but the cash market's been fairly slow. I think it's been happening every week and just a little bit every day. There hasn't been a big, everybody's out there with this big, a big one day push in the cash trade. So it's been uh, a little bit of a slower grind, but we're getting some of these, uh, you know, slower chain speeds from the weather problems behind us. Uh, I, I think there's some, some tremendous incentive for the packer to want some of these cattle because we've got, uh, they've got margins on the table. And I think our demand is holding together very well, as you kind of alluded to. Um, we're kind of equal with some of the year ago prices. So it's not like we're uh, extremely overpriced. We we went through some record highs last year in the live cattle. And and now we, here we are a year later and we're, we're pretty even on the boxes. Uh, they're all uh, pretty comparative. Some of the cuts are actually below some year ago levels. So so I don't think that's a uh, making a bunch of problems from the consumer. We're still seeing the they want high quality cattle. Um, their desire is for the higher quality cuts. So I think that that's uh, helping us out. Uh, the cash side is the packer going to run after some of these cattle or not. We're, we're waiting on some of the regionals. I mean, they've been what's led this market higher last year getting them out in front and, and establishing a higher cash market. And then the other market uh, packers have to kind of follow suit. So hoping for some of that news, waiting for some leadership there from those guys. 
Waits out this afternoon. Will we finally start seeing the weather impact on feedlot performance in this report, or is it going to be another week? Yeah, the two-week-old data that we see, you know, so we have this delay that we all have to eagerly wait to decide what these weights are going to do. And this is going to fall right into that first you know, extreme cold snap. So of that week, uh, maybe it doesn't show up a bunch this week, but in the next week, I think it does. And I just try to compare back to uh, what happened when we had a, a winter in December of 2022. Uh, you know, the time frame when we have our largest weights and how much they broke from that. So winter hit early that year and we proceeded to break to start the next year, about 16 pounds on carcasses. So this is when winter finally just hit here in the second week of January. So now it's after that, I think we start to see them trail off a little bit. So I don't know if it's all going to come in one chunk in one week. I'm not going to expect it today to come out and, and be a really bullish number. If it is, I think that's a little bit of a surprise, but, but yeah. possibly next week we'll start to see some of those breaks. And I expect that it's going to happen, happen as we get, you know, some of these cattle cleaned up and uh, it's hard to get some of that weight back on, takes a little time. And we're still going to have some rough yard conditions going ahead with all the moisture that we had. And this winter just hit a larger area than it did even the year ago winter that I was uh, kind of talking about. So I think uh, the Texas all the way to the north had some struggles to deal with. So um, I think it's going to have an effect and we're going to see some lower carcass weights. And you told me you think feeders are the leaders. Cash market is really picked up. Yes, that's that's where I, I like to talk about. And you kind of set that one up for me. It's a uh, <clears throat> cash prices sound really good. We had some some delays with some of the weather. Some of the sales got pushed back. So I thought this week's going to be a pretty true test. What's going to happen? We've got some big runs at some sale barns in the north. How interested is the feed yard uh, in, in filling up some pens? But cash's price is higher. So uh, some reports, guys are telling me anywhere from 10 to $20 higher than they were three weeks ago. Um, some of those larger runs are seeing some, some great prices and guys are having a hard time trying to buy cattle. Uh, being very aggressive and still coming up with uh, empty hands. So feeders are the leaders. I, I think that's what I'm going to be leaning on for the year of 2024. We know our cow inventory is going to be smaller than it was a year ago. Our calf crop is going to be smaller. And everybody's looking at that same fundamental data saying, uh, maybe I need to get into some of these feeders. They all want to be a part uh, of what could happen with this tighter supply yet coming ahead this year. Yeah. I mentioned hogs two-sided right now. We're seeing a little bit of strength and that market has really outperformed here. What great chart action yesterday and some follow-up here in the front month today. Yeah, certainly outperformed. That's a great word to use. Uh, what I thought it probably could do. I still have some customers that have some hogs backed up and we have weights well over year ago levels and uh, still have that problem of trying to uh, get this flow moving and then cash is up five to six dollars and yes that cash market is on just a little sliver of cash so it's always kind of a little bit of a wild card and can be a little bit goosey at times but i'm still looking at some very full barns and, and you know empty spaces so I, that that's still where i lean i'm looking at the supply and looking at a, a producer that's struggling and wanting to get hogs gone and get them moved so uh, i'm a little bit surprised the the sharp rally that we had. So you try to turn and say, what's the other story 
there must be something else. And yes, maybe you always try to turn to China when you see a hog rally like that. And, you know, possibly some news coming from them, you know, and their, their, uh, their sow herd, their, their swine production. So uh, maybe that's part of the rally here. Um, would probably agree it's something uh, more of an outside factor than what I'm looking at in my backyard. Yeah. And grains, uh, corn and soybeans, at least, are kind of trying to set back here today. Do you think we've just run up into some chart resistance or, you know, exports weren't uh, very good compared to last week anyways? Yeah, I don't know if it's quite as much chart resistance for me, but we had, you know, we have a, a grain markets that took a little bit of a black eye in the January report. And that's usually kind of a, you know, a trendsetter or something we're really going to stand on and, and, and trade with and run with to start the year and until we get to our growing season. So I think with that uh, larger ending stocks, the larger world stocks, I think that's just still overhanging on the market and you, you get a few days rally and, and that's all we can really muster. So, but it was a 16 cent rally, 18 cents on the corn. And with the news that's out there, yeah, that's probably time for it to try to bump its head and decide, are we really a market that can continue this rally and break through some of those, you know, chart resistance spots or not? I don't know if they have enough news. It's going to have to come from the demand side. And, and yeah, we saw some, you know, mixed to, to lower exports this morning. Um, that's what we're going to need to try to boost that market. And, and maybe the corn rallied a little bit because of the wheat. You know, we do have some of that overseas turmoil getting back yeah. into the news and Russia's attacking. And, you know, you hear those stories. So uh, we know what that did to the market when it uh, initially came out, when we were initially into that, uh, the first days of that war. So that can prop the wheat up a little bit. And I think that might have to be something that could help the corn. Corn's looking for anything, any kind of help in my opinion, to try to get a little boost here. Right. It needs a story. And soybeans, obviously we had like a 40 cent rally off of the report day low. So this is probably just a little profit taking. Yeah, I think so. Uh, <clears throat> we we looked at South America and, and I think the the most fun thing it seems to be for traders to look at is the weather. And we do have yeah. you know, decreased rain this year in South America. So we're still trying to use some of that news. And uh, I don't know if that's enough really to fall on a, a long sustained rally. They add bean acres every year and don't let off the gas pedal. So I think there's right. still that overhanging factor there that their production numbers are still going to be good. And, uh, we're probably going to have a little bit of a sluggish correction here. In my opinion, we uh, had a had a rally. And I think these rallies in grains, we need to start to look at opportunities to say, OK, I, I've got a next year's crop. I want to start to look at a little bit next year's crop and, okay. and see maybe there's some some uh, measures that I need to take to look ahead rather than really trying to focus on uh, the old crop grains that we had. So don't forget to look out. Okay, thanks for joining us. Scott Barlick with Quimacoima Barlick. That's Markets Now.